on Acast and wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rebalance with Kamal Santamaria. Kia ora everyone, welcome back to Rebalance. Thank you for downloading this edition of the podcast. And my apologies that there has not been an edition of the podcast for some time now. I've been pretty busy these past few months, uh, not just with the balance, but if you've seen any of the posts in the last few months on my personal website, kamalsantamaria.com, you will see there's been plenty keeping me busy over there as well. Right now, though, focus, all my focus, news-wise certainly, is on the Middle East. It's a region I called home for 16, 16 and a half years and, um, you know, reported on so many wars, conflicts, the ongoing political situation, the history there, the, the conflict which has never been resolved. And now to be seeing what we've seen in the past week in Israel and in Gaza, it's sort of been one of those just when you thought you'd seen everything. Um, you hadn't, because what Hamas did in its uh, attack on Israel was astonishing and brutal and terrifying and extraordinary on so many different levels. And now Israel's retaliation, the war machine which it has, quite frankly, um, is only getting bigger and bigger. And it's just this feeling that This is different this time, and it will be a longer, more protracted, more deadly war, which is saying something for the Middle East. So I've been putting out quite a bit of content uh, at The Balance, particularly on the YouTube channel, to do with this war. Uh, And I've realized it actually worked quite well as a podcast as well. So that's what I'm going to bring you today, one of the recent vidcasts which I've done. Uh, they're around 15 minutes long, looking at a particular issue and really taking some time to look at a particular issue to do with this war. And in this vidcast, it was all about the terminology of war. I know from personal experience how much words matter, how much perspective matters, how much uh, narratives matter, agendas, all these sorts of things which come into play in politics, in the media, in war situations, quite frankly. So that's what I've done is really broken that down and particularly looked at this word, this very contentious word, terrorist, and the idea of terrorism. What is it? Who says who is a terrorist? Who decides who is a terrorist? How should the media be using the word? What happens when the politics and the and the editorial collide? All these sorts of things. So I hope you enjoy listening to it. I hope you learn something from it. And uh do subscribe to the YouTube channel as well so you can see these things in video form. And you know the deal. Subscribe, like, post, reply, do everything social that you possibly can. All our social media channels at The Balance Feed uh, if you want to connect with us there. So, without further ado, the terminology of war. The Balance, journalism without agenda. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another Balance vidcast looking at the current situation in Israel and Gaza. Frankly, it is difficult uh, 
choosing a particular topic to talk about at the moment because there is so much to talk about and it moves so quickly as well. So I've decided uh, for today I will uh, settle on something which is, as they say, in my wheelhouse, uh, and that is to do with the terminology of war, in particular the use of the word terrorist, because this has become a big thing. It's always been there. It's always been an issue, I think, with what we've seen in the past week, particularly the actions of Hamas in Israel, that the use of the word terrorist has become a lot more uh, high profile and in some places contentious as well. So I'm not going to get into that whole argument of one person's uh, what is it? One person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter because I think that's a little it's a bit reductive, it's a bit simplistic. Uh, and and too black and white, really, for what we're talking about here. I think the best way to break it down is to to look at two different sides, the political use of the word and the editorial, that is the media use of the word. Um, Not surprisingly, the two do very much intersect. So Hamas is, and you you can go back to a video which I did earlier in the week about this, uh, an explainer about what Hamas is. It is a Palestinian group with a political wing and a militant wing. But that is not how everyone sees it. The US, the UK, Australia, Canada, they have made their decision to designate Hamas as a terrorist group, a terrorist entity. It is a legal definition in those countries. And as such, the way that they deal and speak about Hamas uh, is dictated by that. Other countries, in fact, New Zealand, where I am, takes the view that Well, we consider the militant wing of Hamas to be a terrorist entity, but not the political wing. That was actually a decision taken back in 2010 by the then government. It was a national government, a right-wing conservative government. And it's, well, I was going to say interesting, it's actually not surprising at all to see, given that we are only a few days out from a general election here, that the current Prime Minister, the Labour Prime Minister, is now saying maybe we should be revisiting that. I'm seeking some advice which will go to whatever the next government is, excuse me, about uh, whether we should be reviewing that designation. As I say, timing, not at all surprising there, looking at what has happened in Israel in the last week. But I heard a view from uh, actually the Green Party here, one of the minor parties in New Zealand, the co-leader James Shaw, who... and. I think this actually breaks things down really, really well. He says this, both Hamas and the Israeli Defense Forces are targeting civilian populations. Those are acts of terrorism. They're crimes against humanity and they need to stop. Benjamin Netanyahu, that is the Israeli Prime Minister, and the Israeli Defense Forces aren't Israel. That's not the Jewish population, just as Hamas is not Gaza or Palestinians. Well done, James Shaw. That is very succinct, I think. And that that is the nuance, right? And I and I again I said this in that video earlier this week, but I want to expand it on expand on it a bit more. You can support the Palestinians in Gaza, particularly, but also the Palestinian cause to have its own um, country its own state, you can support that without supporting Hamas or what Hamas has done in the past week. In fact, you can condemn Hamas for that, but you can still support the Palestinian cause. Uh, 
Equally, you can support Israel's right to defend itself and Israel's right to exist uh, as it does, as, as, a, as a state. But you don't have to support the decisions of this current Israeli government or its army. You don't, it's not either or. You can be a whole lot more nuanced here. And I mean, I know social media is not the place for nuance, but some of the stuff out there, the the attacks on people who show any amount of um, support for the Palestinians is quite extraordinary. What you have to watch, though, in times like this is what politicians are doing and saying. Well, okay. You have to watch what politicians are doing and saying all the time. But in times like this, when there is fear and when there is anger and outrage, let's be honest, it is a perfect time for politicians, for governments to push through things which would come under more scrutiny uh, or more opposition in times of peace or in quieter times. Um, I've got a specific example, but I do want to... let me just play you this. Remember this? This is this is 2001 after the 9-11 attacks. Have a look. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. So George W. Bush, US president, at a time where Obviously, there was so much support for the United States after 9-11. And he made a a sweeping statement like that, which kind of puts everyone on notice. And there would be plenty of countries who would just fall in line with that and go, well, we don't want to get on the wrong side of the United States, quite frankly. So, yeah, we're with you. We're not with the terrorists. I know 9-11, well, they're calling this Israel's 9-11, aren't they? 9-11's always held up as as that, that... that one time, that different time where everyone rallied. But actually, it's it's kind of, it's it's similar here in the way that there is this very strong outrage from, from so many quarters. But of course, we know where things eventually led after 9-11. Yes, it went into Afghanistan and the so-called war on terror. Um, but that was always leading into Iraq in the end. The example I was, going to, I was talking about before, I want to tell you about this, the, the, the UK Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, who was visiting um, some Jewish areas of London the other day, and, you know, where there has been uh, a lot of fear, obviously, and people worried about themselves there and any sort of attacks on Jewish populations elsewhere. She said, I'm quoting here, I would encourage police to consider whether chanting such as, quote, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, should be understood as an expression of violent desire to see Israel erased from the world. So she's trying to put into the police's hands the power to charge people and prosecute people for showing their support for Palestine. Because she's saying if they're going to say from the river to the sea, well, that means from the Jordan River to, 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 to the Mediterranean, that's Israel now. Um, so, you know, that would mean Israel being wiped off the map. It's, it, it's, it's a ridiculous argument, I think, quite frankly. But the point is she's trying to say, well, she's not trying to say, she is saying we should be clamping down on people supporting Palestine. 
and Palestinians. And again, it goes back to that thing. You can support the Palestinians, you can support the Gazans without supporting what Hamas is doing. In fact, you can condemn Hamas for what it's doing, but you can still support the Palestinian cause. So now we get into this crossover territory that I talked about between what the politicians are saying and deciding about who is and who isn't a terrorist and what the media is saying. Uh, should just have a watch of this. And they're not freedom fighters, they're not militants. They are pure and simple terrorists. And it's remarkable this morning to go to the BBC website and still see them talking about gunmen and, and militants and not calling them terrorists. I don't know what's going on there, uh, but I think that it's time to get the moral compass out. Uh, why is it that they're not prepared to call Hamas terrorists? Uh, they're, they're terrorists, they're a terrorist organisation by law. What could their possible reasoning be for not calling them terrorists, but calling them militants? Yeah, it, it is weird, it's odd, and I understand why a few people are a bit perplexed by it. So two Conservative MPs, they're one of them a minister, basically saying the BBC needs to be tougher about this and needs to call a terrorist a terrorist to which the veteran BBC journalist John Simpson hit back, saying British politicians know perfectly well why the BBC avoids the word terrorist, and over the years plenty of them have privately agreed with it. Calling someone a terrorist means you're taking sides and ceasing to treat the situation with due impartiality. <clears throat> and actually, when you look at the uh, BBC guidelines, editorial guidelines, they say... Um, we should use words which specifically describe the perpetrator such as bomber, attacker, gunman, kidnapper, insurgent, and militant. We should not adopt other people's language as our own. Uh, and I agree with that. Uh, I worked at Al Jazeera, obviously, for many years. We never used the word terrorist there unless it was a quote where someone was saying, this group is a terrorist, this person is a terrorist, this, these actions are terrorism. But we would not label any person or group as a terrorist and it, look i have mixed feelings about this i'll be honest with you i, I was narrating a, a documentary once at al jazeera i can't even remember what it was about but i know it made reference at one point to uh, 9-11 and the script said the september 11 terrorist attacks now i wasn't the the producer i was i was literally just the narrator so i, I read the script that i was given and a day later, the producers got back in touch and then said, oh, look, management have watched this because management, you know, watches the, uh, the, the programs before they go out uh, and said, we need to change that. It just needs to be the September 11 attacks. And part of me thought, look, when people fly commercial planes or hijack commercial planes and fly them into skyscrapers and kill thousands of people, it's terrorism, isn't it? I mean, they're terrorists. I don't think many people would disagree with that. But what I recognised is, A, the editorial guidelines of the channel say that we don't use this word, so we conform with that. But more importantly, it is the right thing to do. If well, I believe it is, because if you start saying one act or one group is a terrorist then you're getting subjective. And then you have to think about every time you come into, and there's going to be nuances in every different sort of attack or incident which happens. It is better and easier and more correct to take away the term and be more specific on each of those uh, occasions and incidents than to use this blanket term, which covers 
well, it doesn't cover everyone, and that's why you can't use a blanket term like that. Okay, so as we uh, wrap up this vidcast, just a couple of final quick thoughts. One, what Hamas specifically has done in Israel is horrific. There is this level of brutality about it, which is incredibly shocking and 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 different to anything we've seen before. Um, it can't be condoned. It can't be excused. And equally, Israel, or the Israeli army, bombing Gaza, flattening buildings, killing civilians there whilst they're locked in and can't go anywhere, that is also horrific and brutal in a different way, but still horrific and brutal. Civilians are being killed on both sides, and please God, may it stop sooner rather than later. But instead of just looking at one side and trying to decide, well, is what they do terrorism or not? Are they terrorists or are they not? Look at both sides at the same time. Look at their actions. Now, there will be issues over proportionality, justification, uh, David versus Goliath, however you want to look at it. There will be those issues, and that's for you to decide in your own head. But there are atrocities happening on both sides, and that can't be ignored just because of the prevailing narrative about one of those sides. If you've got a comment, a suggestion, a question, please uh, leave it in the comments below on YouTube or on social media as well, or head to the balance.website. You can leave me a message there and have a look at the other content which we are putting out there. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you again soon. Rebalance is a production of the balance.website and is brought to you by ACAST. For more, visit shows.acast.com slash rebalance. Thank you.